Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. access pass backstage with the father he's there right now and he's the only one the only one according to the bible who sees your heart perfectly who understands it completely who is compassionate sympathizes with your weaknesses and is able to represent you accurately and compassionately before the throne of god And that's what he's doing right now, according to the Bible, right now. What an amazing thought. Jesus Christ is actively interceding for you right at this very moment. God sees your every move. And that thought likely brings a feeling of embarrassment and shame. But as Pastor Robert will remind you in today's message, if you're following Jesus, he is advocating on your behalf through every failure. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 4 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The Bible says God so loved the world that he sent his son. His son said, I didn't come to condemn the world. The world's condemned already. I came to save the world. Why did he come to save the world? Because he loves the world. It's out of of his love. Now, let me ask you a question. True love, perfect love, do do we try to appease love? No. No, we don't have to appease love. What do we do with that? What do we do with perfect love? We reciprocate that kind of love. I mean, when, when, somebody, when somebody loves us enough that we're their whole world, everything else goes away, and it's just us. Do you ever meet somebody like that? Those kind of people are rare. When you're with them, there's nobody else around. You're the only one. There might be a thousand people in the room but if you're having a conversation with them, it's like they, they look at you like you're, you're the whole world. They're just completely wrapped up in what you're saying, and they're hanging on every word, and they're just all about you. See, that, I, I believe that's the way Jesus was. One of the reasons that I say that is that everybody wanted time with him. Even the, even the really filthy, disgusting ones who knew they were filthy and disgusting wanted to spend time with him. Now, that's not true with a whole lot of Christians today, right? Am I right? Come on, you engage with me a little bit. Am I right? But it was true about Jesus. The tax, collector, tax collectors who everybody hated, the prostitutes, everybody, they wanted time with him. Why? There's something about him. 
I believe his love was visible. It was visible in the way he interacted with people. And he took it to the utmost, didn't he? And that's what that big cross represents. So for a lot of people, that's not the case. For a lot of people, it represents something, something different. Biblically, what it represents is perfect love demonstrated. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's what the Bible says. I don't care what the preachers say about God being angry and God hating certain people and he doesn't love except for the elect. He loves the elect and that's not biblical. The Bible says he loves the world enough to die for it and he will weep blood as he allows people to choose hell over his love. Do you understand? He loves so completely and That's the foundation for all of this. He wants our hearts. He wants us to receive his love and then to respond to it from here, from here. Oh, yeah, it'll affect everything you do, absolutely. You'll want to be with other people who love him like that. You will want to work alongside them. You will want to go out into the world and tell other people about him. You will want to go and care for people. When you're part of his family, you you want to be just like him. This passage tells us three things about him that it's important for us to understand. Number one, he's our high priest. Why is that important for us to understand? The the, the role of a priest was to represent God to the people and the people to God. You see that? That's the role of a priest, represent the people to God, God to the people. He became the ultimate high priest. This passage says he passed through the heavens. What, What does that mean, he passed through the heavens? Well, they understood it. These Hebrew people that received this letter, they got it. See, he, he, didn't, he didn't just go through the curtain into the Holy of Holies. He went through the, through the heavens into the very presence of God Almighty, the ultimate Holy of Holies that that temple on earth was built to, to represent. And he doesn't have to wait for one special day next year before he can go with your stuff to represent you to the Father. You see that? No, no, no. To use modern terminology, he got an all-access pass backstage with the Father. He's there right now. And he's the only one, the only one, according to the Bible, who sees your heart perfectly, who understands it completely, who is compassionate, sympathizes with your weaknesses, and is able to represent you accurately and compassionately before the throne of God. And that's what he's doing right now, according to the Bible, right now. Romans 8.34, listen, Romans 8.34 says, Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who is it that condemns you? The one who was executed for all of that stuff? about which sometimes we're condemned, the one who was executed for those crimes is right now seated at the right hand of God as your compassionate advocate. So no need to worry about anybody who might speak against you if the one who was already executed for your crimes is on your side. 
That's what he's saying. Right now, making intercession for you. So the response in our passage, don't ever give up. In light of that reality, he says, let us hold fast our confession. Let's hold fast our confession. Don't don't give up. Don't ever give up. Why would you give up? The second thing we need to remember, now I've already alluded to it, he's there not just as our advocate, but as our compassionate advocate, our sympathetic advocate. Now now listen, that's, that's a big deal. That's such a huge, big deal. Verse 15, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Do you understand what he's telling you? Almighty God, infinite, eternal, became one of us. He put skin on, and he was tempted in all points, just like you. And he can sympathize with your weaknesses. See, that's one, I'll be honest with you, that's one that you really have to, you kind of have to think about that one a while. You have to meditate on that one for a while. The infinite eternal one who has no weaknesses understands yours and can sympathize with your weaknesses. How can he do that? Well, he can do that because he was tempted too. See, that's part of the deal. That, my mother-in-law asked me a great question, you know, 21 years ago. First time I ever met the lady, well, no, second time I met her. She came here for the wedding, and then we went there like a year later to Denmark. My wife's from Denmark. So we're sitting there on, on our sofa after dinner, and you know how it is. You're a young guy, completely intimidated, although I wasn't that young, but completely intimidated by my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And... Elizabeth referred to her as an as, referred to her mom and dad as atheists, and her mother rebuked her and said, "No, don't call us that. We're not atheists. We believe in something. We're just not sure what." And she said to me, "I just don't understand why God would become a man." I'll be honest; I kind of stammered a little bit because that's a great question. Because if I was God, I wouldn't become a man. Why would I do that? Infinite, eternal, almighty, all-powerful, never experienced any kind of weakness or vulnerability. Why would you willingly subject yourself to the stuff we go through? We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.